And a very good day. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And we're continuing this week with the series, Your Identity in Christ. And continuing on from last week in the book of Second Corinthians, chapter 5. And we're continuing on with verse 18. It says, But all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So this verse speaks of the fact that all things are from God, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. So as we left off with last week, last week we spoke about the fact that God wanted, as as soon as we gave our lives to Jesus, the Father, through his Son, through Christ, reconciled us back to him, the Father. Reconciled meaning he rescued us, he took us from out of the powers of darkness, where we were before, having our Father as the devil, instead of our Heavenly Father. And he took us from under that all that uh, power of darkness, under that influence of evil. And he took us, and he, he, he brought us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. That's Jesus, of course. And he also regenerated our spirit, gave us new life, an everlasting life. Amen? That old spirit, that old tainted spirit, the tainted spirit with the sin's nature, uh, which is the nature after the, the devil himself, that is gone. We are no longer chained to the sinful nature that we once were chained to, that we were once enticed and tempted by. Now, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and of death, according to Romans chapter 8. And we know the word is true. The word is Jesus himself. He is the word made flesh. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And that is what we see here. No one comes to the Father except through him. And you can see in verse 18 that God, the Father, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. So we see here from both scriptures, Romans 8 and 2 Corinthians 5, 18, uh, that God needed to use his Son to reconcile us back to him, the Father. Uh, That meaning received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself. You see, God absolutely cannot stand sin. He is against sin. The devil is for sin. God is against sin. The devil is for unrighteousness and against righteousness. And the Lord himself is for righteousness and against unrighteousness. You can see it's very black and white. Darkness and light, death and life. There is, uh, these are opposites of each other and they could not be uh, as far apart um, at all because they are very well extremes of the spectrum. Life and death, they are extremes of the spectrum. Amen? Uh, So is darkness and light. There is no in-between. There is no dimmer switch. 
There is no dimmer switch between death and life. Amen. If there was one, it would be that you're sick and you need to become light again, life again, and removed of all sickness and disease. Well, Jesus has paid for that too. Jesus, by his stripes, you are healed, you were healed. So now even God even fixed that too. He even paid for that too. He reconciled us back to him through his son. But not only through salvation. Salvation includes healing. Salvation doesn't just include redemption, reconciliation of our spirits, but a reconciliation of our souls, which is deliverance of anything evil, anything that's bothering us, and also reconciliation of our physical bodies. And when uh, the Bible says that when believers shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And we can understand from Scripture, Isaiah 53, verse 5, that by the scourging of Jesus we are healed. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24, uh, we know at the end of that verse it says, by whose stripes we were healed. So healing has been paid for, and everything has been paid for that needed to be paid for by God. So it's not on God's end, it's on our end. If we are waiting on something, and waiting on God to do something, and we've been waiting a while, it could be because he's waiting on you and me and not us waiting on him. Because if God is uh, God at the cross, his son at the cross said that it is finished, it is finished, then God doesn't need to do anything else. He's already paid for everything. Now we need to receive and acknowledge what he's paid for and make these finished works prevail and active in our life. And one of the things that it's important for us to realize is who we are in Christ. Because why else? There will be there will be such um, there will be such pointless, pointless, vain efforts of Jesus at the whipping post and at the cross if we never received Him as Lord, if we never uh, received our healing, if we never understood God's divine will over restoring sick people to be healthy, divine health. There would be suffering by Jesus for no reason. So we must make use, in a good way, the suffering of the Lord, because he suffered for a reason. And we must use the suffering. The suffering servant, Isaiah 53, is titled in a lot of versions. We must use his suffering for good. And that is what the end of verse 18 speaks of in the Amplified Classic Edition, where it says, uh, received us into favor, brought us into harmony with himself, and gave to us the ministry of reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So we need to use these works of the Lord, these finished works, the cross, the whipping post, and everything that both of those paid for, the healing of our bodies, the healing of our souls by the stripes of Jesus, and the reconciliation of our bodies, our souls, and our spirits by the cross. Amen. Everything has been paid for. The cross has paid for uh, our salvation, which in includes uh, redemption of our, our spirit and our souls. But, but the healing of our mortal bodies, the healing of our hearts has been paid for at the whipping post by Jesus right before he went to the cross. So verse 19 says, It was God personally present in Christ. So that means it was God the Father and the Holy Spirit personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration to favor. 
So in this verse, we see that God is personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself, not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them. If, if you imagine God as, the, as holy and sovereign and he has never sinned and how he sees sin as an abomination, as a terrible thing for humankind uh, to be subjected to and to agree to and to practice, uh, you will understand how much God has love for us that while we were yet in that sin that God cannot stand to see us in, uh, that he still, even even as much as he can't stand us doing these things because he knows how bad it is for us to do them against ourselves. Because when we sin, yes, we sin before God, but we're sinning against ourselves. Then you must realize that the love of God is so immense that he would continue to want to reconcile us, you and I, back to him, even in the face of while we sin against him sin against ourselves and blaspheme the Lord and grieve the Holy Spirit. So the love of God is incredible. God is God is love. And the love and compassion and the mercy and the grace, the unimaginable favor, undeserved favor that we have with the Lord. And it cannot be put into words. Amen. I'm sure you will agree. So God is not one who takes names, uh, except in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen? But when I mean taking names, I mean when we commit a sin, he doesn't hold uh, against men our trespasses, uh, against us our trespasses, according to verse 19, but it, he cancels them. He can only cancel them by the blood of his Son, because only the blood of Jesus was sufficient to to uh, remit our sins and for the Lord to decide to not remember them. The Bible doesn't say he forgets them. It says that he decides to not remember our sins. Um, and committing to us the, the message of reconciliation. Committing to us the message of reconciliation of the restoration to favor. So this is what God is saying here is that he wants us to to continue to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Us being reconciled back to God is absolutely amazing and wonderful news, and the, the kingdom of heaven rejoices any time a soul comes in to heaven or agrees uh, and decides to receive Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. But we must not keep the good news to ourselves. We must spread the gospel. We must preach the gospel to every creature, to the ends of the earth. Amen? Because... You know, one day we might actually see those people uh, go to hell, those people that we were given the chance to uh, witness to. We don't know. God may actually allow us to see those people that we passed by. We don't know. Maybe he won't. But you have to imagine that the number of people that uh, you felt that you really should have witnessed to, but you were too afraid because of rejection, <clears throat> the fear of rejection. We must uh, plow through because their soul is uh, at stake. And uh, you may well remember the person who talked to you about Jesus. What if they had feared you rejecting them and not continue to talk about Jesus with you or not come up and approached you? Uh, you might be uh, still not born again today. Uh, so 
and, and no one would ever want anyone to go to hell. God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. That's why he sent his only begotten son, so that uh, there would be a way out for creation. There would be a way out of its uh, default destination of hell because of the sin that the tree in uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, in the Garden of Eden. That's where we were all going until we decided to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, the way, the truth, and the life, because that was Jesus is the only way to the Father. Amen. So in verse 20, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. So we are representing Jesus. We are not Christ Jesus, but we are representing him. He is with us. God is with us wherever we go. And God's power is within us, particularly an abundance of power. If you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, having a right relationship with the Lord, remaining in right standing with him, and doing your best to not slip into sin or backslide. Amen. But if you do, if we backslide, we are we are to get up off the ground. We are immediately supposed to go to the Lord and repent, uh, which means to turn 180 degrees back to him and say, Lord, please forgive me. I'm so sorry for doing that. And ask for forgiveness of someone if you if you sinned against the person. Ask for their forgiveness. Whether or not you, you hear them say, I, I forgive you, the fact that you ask for their forgiveness is what really counts. Amen. So, uh, we are Christ's ambassadors. We have the power of God living within us. We are to go about doing good. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Just as Jesus did, the same works and greater, Jesus said, we shall do. Because he goes to the Father. He went to the Father. The Comforter came. And we are now able to do the same works and greater because he is with us. Lo, behold, to the end of the age, he told his disciples in Matthew 28 and Mark chapter 16. Great commission. So we are Christ's ambassadors, verse 20. God making his appeal, as it were, through us. Now, God's appealing to his creation, to his fallen creation, that he didn't make fallen. Creation decided to get fallen. Creation decided at the tree that day, Adam and Eve, our ancestors of old, to disobey God and obey the devil through the serpent that Lucifer, uh, Satan, was inhabiting at that moment. And so uh, we are to remember that God is pleading through us. He is seeking for us to tell people about our testimonies, to tell people about Jesus, to tell people, you know, I was while I was yet sinning, Christ died for me. While I was doing wrong, Jesus uh, allowed his blood to be shed on the cross of Calvary so that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that I might be forgiven by God and that I might be given a second chance as a born-again, brand-new creation at God's mercy and grace. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal, as it were, through us, it says in verse 20. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. We, as Christ's personal representatives, beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. 
We do not know when we will take our last breath on this earth. So now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow, you may not have the choice. It might be too late. It's not automatic. Your free will is what God does not violate. It's your choice, and nobody can make that choice for you. Only yourself. Are you going to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior today? And remember, it is to go to heaven, but it. But while you are here, beginning eternal life on this earth, because eternal life doesn't begin in heaven, it starts at the moment you're born again on the earth, you can recognize and learn about your identity in Christ and continue to do the wonderful work of the disciples and Jesus um, on this earth to go and share the gospel and to not keep the good news to yourself. Amen. You can be doing signs and wonders in front of people, laying hands on the sick and seeing a crowd of people see someone get raised out of a wheelchair or raised from the dead. Either one is enough for a lot of people to come to Christ because they see a sign and they know that no doctor could have done that. No medicine could have done that. Amen. For the person to say, I'm up out of this wheelchair and I have no pain anymore. I'm now able to walk. I wasn't before and now I can walk and I'm so happy. Uh, I thank the Lord. I give him the glory and the praise. Amen. Verse 21, for our sake, he, the father, made Christ virtually to be sin who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of, the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and acceptable and in right relationship with him by his goodness. Now remember, you might be saying, well, there's a lot more words in that verse than I remember before. That is because this is the Amplified Classic Edition, which brings out more descriptive wording for the verses. That's verse 21 in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For our sake, he, God, made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. Now, you can see there that he made Christ, he, God, the Father, made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in, and examples of the righteousness of God. That means we cannot be an example, we can't represent Christ without being in Christ. Because we can't act like Jesus, we would never be able to act like Jesus uh, or impersonate him. Only the power of God is authentic to be able to present Christ through us because he's in us. So when we are upon a situation where we need to witness to someone, when we need to speak to someone, I recommend that inside of your heart you say to God, Lord, please allow yourself to speak through me, through my heart. Give me the words to speak by your Holy Spirit that would bring the truth and revelation of your love to this individual standing right in front of me right now. And let them know that you are here. Let them know that you are real. And give me those words to speak in the name of Jesus. Just say a little prayer. Quick, quick conversation with God as you're approaching that person. And it can, it can be a thought. 
and God hears your thought and he answers because the person in front of you is so critical to God. God has paid a precious price through the shedding of the blood of his son in order to bring and reconcile that individual, that precious soul in front of you into the kingdom of God through his son Jesus by the process of reconciliation unto himself. Amen. So, you today are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not the righteousness of God outside of Christ. You can only be the righteousness of God in Christ and through Christ. We can do nothing outside of Christ, and we can do all things through him who strengthen us. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Remember how powerful the word of God is when you're speaking to individuals and when you're reading the word of God in your quiet time. Just remember how powerful it is. Yes, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, but it's much more than that. It's actually active and alive. It is not reading a book. It is absorbing the active Word of God into your soul as you read the words in the verses of the chapters of the books in the Bible and meditating on those words, thinking about the words, thinking about the meditating on them. Now, meditating has a a new age connotation but when we speak about meditation here we think about uh, contemplating considering thinking about chewing over the words and asking the Lord asking the Holy Spirit about one word at a time one phrase at a time one verse at a time do not rush through scriptures without understanding them because it benefits no one at all You're not trying to win points with God over how many verses you read in a morning or in a half an hour period. This is you that you are making a change to. Your investment of time in the Word and how you use that time, it it directly results in how much you are benefiting, that your soul, your mind, how much your mind is being renewed and benefiting from the Word of God. So if you rush it, if you don't read the Word, you're only harming yourself and you're indirectly harming other people that you could have otherwise reached with the truth had you known it and had you spent long enough in the Word and with God Himself. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, For the Word of God, sorry, excuse me, For the Word that God speaks is alive and full of power. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, which is the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So again, this is not ink on paper. This is the Word of God. And it is doing a work in you every moment that you read it and you meditate on it. It is doing good. Every every minute that you are spending on other things, you are not getting renewed in your mind. You are not getting... Uh, You're not allowing the active word of God to actually make a difference in your soul because it is dormant all the time you're not reading it. It is dormant in that book on your shelf all the time you don't pick it up. 
So if you have a favorite novel, if you have a favorite uh, author, uh, put those books back on the shelf. The only author that you should be interested in is the Holy Spirit because the the Bible says that the Holy Spirit in, uh, is inspires uh, the Word of God. The Scriptures are inspired by the Holy Spirit. And another version says that uh, the, the Scriptures are God-breathed. Amen. So remember how active, full of power, operative, energizing, and effective the Word of God is in our lives. We underestimate it a lot, I believe. Verse 13, And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight, but all things are open and exposed, naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Verse 14, Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest who already ascended, and passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in Him. We must hold fast our confession. We must stand on our confession. We must not waver. We must not fear telling people about Jesus. Because what is the worst that could happen? They never find out the truth and they go to live in eternal torment. Now, if you've ever been in any kind of torment, for a period of time, whether it be five minutes or five years, that is nowhere near at all the length of time that people will end up suffering who don't know Jesus and don't come into his kingdom. Verse 15, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sinning, Verse 16, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time for every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. And this is the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we read today from... uh, verse 18 through 21 and then we read hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 through 16 at the end there so we will probably be talking about the topic of temptation in the very near future because we are all faced with temptations every day and we need to focus on jesus because when we focus uh, on a temptation when we focus on a temptation it is very easy to be consumed by that temptation when we carry forward those thoughts in our hearts and accept and carry out those things. So by the same token, if we focus on Jesus and make Jesus our addiction instead, then we will be more like him. We will be able to be consumed by him. And there is nothing better than being consumed by the word himself. Living, active, energized, perfection, righteousness, all these good things, a holiness of God. Let God himself reside in you. Be holy as he is holy. Amen. Do the best you can every day. And if you slip, get up off the floor. Do not beat yourself up. God wants you to repent right away and seek his forgiveness. And immediately he forgives you. Amen. So in the name of Jesus today, we thank you, Lord, right now for this message. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace, your undeserved and unmerited favor that we have never deserved, but because you love us so much, you love us, you sent your son to the cross, 
And Lord, we thank you for all your forgiveness today and deciding not to remember our sins against us, our trespasses against us. But Lord, you want to reconcile us back to you so that we might become the righteousness of you in Christ. So we thank you, Lord, today that we will not keep this message to ourselves, but we will spread the gospel to the ends of the earth, to every creature we come across. Because, Lord, their souls, their, their souls are at stake and their souls are on the line today. And, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for wanting to deliver your creation out of sin, out of sin's clutches and out of depression and out of sickness and disease. So we thank you, Lord, today. We speak life to every soul listening to this program today. We command life from head to toe so that they are healed. And we thank you, Lord, that they will be healed in their hearts by your mercy and your grace as they focus on you and they cast their cares upon you completely. So thank you, Lord, right now that you are willing and ready and waiting for everyone to cast their cares upon you, however small or large these problems are. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that casting your cares upon you means trusting you with these problems and no longer trying to fix these problems ourselves in our own strength. Because, Lord, you said the Bible says that we can do all things through you who strengthen us. And we thank you, Lord, for that strength today. We thank you, Lord, for health. We thank you, Lord, for reconciliation back to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need to send us a prayer request, our email address is touchofgodradio at gmail.com. touchofgodradio at gmail.com. And we're on YouTube and Facebook, Touch of God Radio. And you have a blessed week, and God bless you.